This is Adam Hill, minister of the Word at Rochester Church of Christ. Today is a great day to study the Bible. As you listen to today's message, I pray that you're blessed as we study God's Word together. God, I thank you for this opportunity. God, to be here in this place right now for what you're doing, for how you're moving. God, I'm thankful for who you are, your deep, rich love for me, for us. God, I pray that your spirit would be active. I thank you that your spirit is already here for its presence, for your presence. And God, move powerfully this morning. In your son's name, the church said, Amen. Amen. So we're beginning a new series for December called Joyous. And over the course of the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about gratitude today. We'll be talking about wonder next week, and we'll be talking about belonging. And all those will lead us up to joy because gratitude and wonder and belonging are all but one ingredient in a recipe that leads us to a joyful life. A few weeks back, I was talking to the teens, and I asked them whether or not it's easier to be grateful when things are good or when things are not so good. And as you expect, if I were to ask you that, I think it would be similar, and that most people would say, well, I think it's easier to be grateful when things are going good right? It's a natural outpouring. Things are going good in my life. And so I can look out and I can be grateful for the things that are happening. However, when things are going bad, it's, it's more difficult to be grateful. Yet there were few who said, yeah, but I actually find myself in a more grateful place when things are not going as good is because I have more perspective. I'm like, that's crazy wise. Like, that's just Beautiful, and I don't think a lot of us have maybe that perspective all the time. And so this morning, I hope you guys are good with this because I'm going to get real. I'm going to be real with you all. If I were to have got up and preached this sermon on November 6th, which would have been the Sunday after my last cancer appointment, preaching on gratitude would have been super simple. You see, because I got, once again, God's doing the miraculous things, and all my checkups are amazing. And they're doing these scans and stuff, and the doctor's like, you're doing awesome. Getting up and preaching that Sunday on gratitude, easy. That wasn't God's plan. Had even we fast-forwarded the service to Friday morning, Two days ago, two days ago, get up here and we all gathered on a Friday morning and you heard the sermon and easy. Friday afternoon, though, things not as easy. And so I'm going to tell you a story. Some of you know this, but we and my family have been dealing with a flood in our house from November 12th of 2022. Well, we have to do the math. Long time. Very little's been done that's been effective in our house. A couple months back, our insurance finally moved us out of our home 
into a rental house and said, we are going to have you all in this rental house until we get the, the, everything settled in your home. Great. Sign the contracts, move, in, move into a home in Troy, which is fine. Still 15 minutes away, but whatever, you know, so we're, we've been doing that. Friday at 1.30 p.m., we get a phone call from our insurance adjuster saying that we have to be out of our rental home by the end of the day. Move a family of six out of a rental home by the end of the day because they're no longer paying for our $10,000 a month home. And that we are on the hook for that amount through April 30th. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the midst of the phone call with the insurance adjusters for nearly two hours, God's saying, don't forget you're preaching on gratitude on Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you do with that? We get off the phone with three options, according to our insurance adjuster, live with family. Well, they're out of state. Live with friends? Who's going to take in a family of six, crazy six, or go to a homeless shelter? That's the suggestions by our amazing insurance adjuster. With no wiggle room whatsoever. Nope, this is it. So we get off the phone with him and we start making calls to other departments within our insurance company. Who's saying, don't move out. Let's have a conversation with our superiors and see what we can do on Monday. We have a phone call with the people who own the home and say, don't move out. You have at least until Wednesday at 11 a.m. And I will tell you, there's no resolution. And so how do you live in gratitude when there's not resolution? So in this moment, we don't know. I will tell you this. The people that we've reached out to and who have shared in this journey with us and been praying the overwhelming love that we that we've had yeah people saying you could live with us like the crazy Henniger six you want that yeah we'll make room you're not going to be on the streets said for a long time that you have to be careful when you pray for patience because God gives you opportunities to be patient. Patient. I think you could say the same thing about gratitude. God, give me a deeper, richer gratitude for who you are and what you're doing in my life. And God's like, here's that opportunity. And I promise you that there's going to be times in our life, opportunities that in the midst of time when it's not great, we can find gratitude anyways. I promise you that. You know, on, the mo- like on the most basic level, gratitude should not primarily be based on external circumstances, right? Like, I should definitely be grateful for our teams, our our youth ministry last summer when we went to Alaska. 
I ought to be grateful for the different experiences that we had there, the people that we affected, the people that we loved on and served, the home, the like greenhouse that we built. Yes, I ought to be grateful for those moments and all that we accomplished. Grateful to you all for sending us all that way across the country, past Canada, north, into Alaska to serve those folks up there. However, if my gratitude is only based on my circumstances, then I'll only be grateful to God when things are going well. Okay, I'm going to get technical for a second and kind of nerd out a little bit about gratitude. There's this great white paper that I read. It's called The Science of Gratitude. And it was produced by uh, University of California, Berkeley, by um, this amazing psychologist. And what's interesting is there have not been a ton of studies on gratitude over the course of the year. Over the past like 15 to 20 years, there has been quite a few scientific studies on gratitude. There are two psychologists named Robert Emmons and Michael McCullough, not related to Red Bear over there, Darren McCullough. And they define gratitude as this. It's a two-step process. One, recognizing that one has obtained a positive outcome. And two, recognizing that there is an external source for this positive outcome. Now, research also suggests that gratitude will be associated with many benefits for individuals, including better physical and psychological health, increased happiness and life satisfaction, decreased materialism, and more. And a handful of these studies suggest that the more grateful people are, the healthier they are. And so psychologists have further categorized three types of gratitude. We're going to put these up. Number one, gratitude as an emotion, right? Which is a more of a temporary feeling of gratitude that one might feel after receiving a gift or a circumstance might happen. We go to Alaska and I have the emotion of gratitude for what God did through that time. The second one is mood, and we might have these fluctuations just like any kind of other mood during the day where I'm grateful that I have a home, or I'm grateful that I have a family, but then I also might get bogged down into different emotions. And the third one, which I think is really the most important, it as an effective trait, which essentially means what is one's overall tendency to have a grateful disposition. In other words, it's just a part of who I am. I choose gratefulness regardless of all the circumstances that go on in my life. I am going to choose gratefulness. Now, these are scientific studies. These don't have necessarily anything to do with our faith in who God is and what God calls us to be. Just understandings of what gratitude does in people's lives. Okay. We're going to pause for a second, and you're going to take a test. Pull out your phone or a piece of paper next to you, something that you have. If you're really, you can remember all this stuff in your head. God bless you. I can never do that. This is a gratitude questionnaire, and this is used to measure trait gratitude, which, remember, is the third of the different gratitudes. We have motion, mood, and we have the effective trait. So this is, this is used to measure great trait gratitude. 
And so I'm going to put up, our friends in the back actually are, uh, they're going to put up six different questions, and you are going to rate these from one through seven, one being strongly disagree, all the way to seven strongly agree. You can see the key down at the bottom. All right, let's look at number one. I have so much in my life to be thankful for. I have so much in my life to be thankful for. So rate that one through seven from strongly disagree to strongly agree being seven. I have so much in my life to be thankful for. Two, if I had to list everything that I felt grateful for, it'd be a very long list. If I had to list everything that I felt grateful for, it would be a very long list. Number three, when I look at the world, I don't see much to be grateful for. When I look at the world, I don't see much to be grateful for. So again, one strongly disagree, seven strongly agree. Number four, I am grateful for a wide variety of people. I am grateful for a wide variety of people. Number five, as I get older, I find myself more able to appreciate the people, events, and situations that have been part of my life history. So the older I get, I find myself more able to appreciate the people, events, and situations that have been part of my life history. And then number six, long amounts of time can go by before I feel grateful to something or someone. So long amounts of time can, be, can go by before I feel grateful to something or someone. Now, three and six are reverse scored. So for example, as you're, you're going to add these numbers up, if you put a one on three or a two on six, you would simply reverse score those. So one would be equal to a seven, a two would be equal to a six, a three would be equal to a five, so on and so forth. Okay, so three and six are reverse scores. So write down your number, but then put in maybe in the parentheses what the score is. And go ahead and add it up. So you might be the most gratitude, most thankful person in the world, gratitude-oriented person in the world, and you would have a 42, right, on something like that, 42 points. So now look at that number. Now you put that up, but there's not like a, necessarily a, from a 35 to a 42, you're super, you have a lot of gratitude. From a 29 to a 34, you're pretty, pretty grateful person. If you're like a zero or a one to a six, let's work on some gratitude. There's not that key up there. However, I think it opens our eyes up to really, how do we view the world? Am I really grateful Am I really thankful for the things I have? Do I have perspective to look at the life that I'm living and say, yes, I have a crazy amount of gratitude? And this just kind of highlights that. Or maybe does it say, I really need to look at my life. Am I grateful? Am I kind of in that middle? Did I score like an 18? Do I need some better perspective on life? 
There are so many studies that suggest that grateful people tend to be more fulfilled, happier, more content, physically and relationally healthier, and I would definitely argue spiritually healthier. And ungrateful folks, well, probably lean towards the opposite, right, for just being real. Our studies also show, again, I remind you, these are scientific studies. They show that the more grateful people are, the more altruistic they are. They tend to be. In other words, when you are grateful, you act on that gratitude. You, want, you can't help but want to pass that forward, that you want other people to experience that gratitude. So I'm going to go out of my way to serve other people. That is a natural outpouring of a grateful person. So if you need another, if you need a number seven, I naturally serve people. You could throw that in there and say, yeah. Person who shows gratitude in their life for what is going on always, regardless of the the external circumstances, that if I am out serving people, I would say you're probably a very grateful person. Because serving out of spite, who does that? Maybe if it's court-ordered, <laughs> right? Gratitude is supposed to be a deep part of who we are. It drastically changes our world view. And there are other scientific studies, and here's a shocker for those who are non-religious, but those who are religious, maybe not so much, Those studies suggest that religious people have a greater ability than non-religious people to maintain gratitude in the face of emotional distress, as if there's something deeper down inside that roots us to gratitude, aka there is. It's called the Holy Spirit. Okay, enough scientific studies. Gratitude is absolutely critical It's an absolutely key ingredient to living a joyous life. Gratitude and thankfulness is all over this thing. Open it up. You'll see it everywhere. It's a deep part of who we are and who we're supposed to be. And gratitude is foundational for us as believers foundational, not optional. You don't get to be an ungrateful Christian. Okay? Those are oxymorons, right? I'm not saying you're a moron. I'm saying it's an oxymoron. <laughs> Gratitude ought to be the daily posture of a follower of Jesus Christ as our Savior. Amen. Now, will you stand with me? We're going to read some scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Not when things are good. Give thanks in good circumstances? Nope. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will. Not God's hope. It's his will that you give thanks in all circumstances. I give thanks. I don't know if I'm being evicted tomorrow. Or Wednesday, but I'm still giving thanks to God for who God is 
and what God's done and what God is going to do in every circumstance. Ephesians 5.20, amen, he is. Give thanks to God the Father for everything, not most things, for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 118.24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of the one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. And Psalm 107, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance or steadfastness. And let that steadfastness or perseverance have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. How rich is God's word for us. How different is that of the worldview that so many people have in our culture today? To only be thankful when things are good. No. Our root deep inside of who we are, our identity is to be grateful in everything. Go ahead and be seated. Gratitude as an effective trait is what we're going to. You can say the external circumstances is Jesus Christ dying and being resurrected and drawing us into a new life. That's what roots our gratitude. So the other variety of good or bad external circumstances that go on around us don't affect the rooted trait of gratitude. Yesterday, we had party with a purpose. It was amazing seeing the 7,000 baskets out in the lobby, <laughs> give or take 10. It was amazing seeing all the people walking around, and I was in here typing up some stuff and changing my sermon up a little bit. But I know the ladies were grateful for their experience yesterday. They were grateful for the food and the fellowship and the baskets and the raising of the money, this great mission to help and bless others. And the leaders were also grateful. They were grateful for the attendance, the support, the money raised, right? Those are certainly grateful or certainly external circumstances to be grateful for. But those are rooted in our emotion and our mood, as some of you know, I am an assistant coach for the Rochester University volleyball team. And on Friday night, we had a Christmas party. And I sat at the Christmas party just being so grateful that I'm a part of the program and the team. And that gratitude right in that moment was a direct result of the circumstance that I found myself in, right? My emotions of gratitude were related to the circumstance. But my overall gratefulness for being a part of the team has nothing to do with Friday night's Christmas party. 
I'm grateful that I get to be a part of something bigger, something that I love, something to help shape athletes and teach and pour into others. That's the effective trait of gratitude. The effective trait of gratitude is absolutely necessary for us as believers. So how do we find gratitude when we're diagnosed with a disease or when we're going through chemo? When we don't know how to pay our rent? When our family seems like it's falling apart or insurance wants to evict you from your home? It's in those moments when we really find out what we're grateful for and where and in whom lies our gratitude. Not on just the good stuff that goes on around us. And that is why we need gratitude that's rooted in Jesus and in nothing else. That regardless of what's going on in my life, I know without a doubt, with absolute certainty, that I am in the palm of of my creator. He's got me. I don't need to have everything laid out before me. All my T's crossed and the I's dotted. I don't have to. Because I can simply trust and be grateful for what God has done and what God's going to do. That's where I root it. It can't ebb and flow with how I'm doing day to day. And it's that trait of gratitude that leads us into joy. I want to ask you to pray. If you would close your eyes. I want you to think about what I've shared this morning. The test you took. And I'm going to offer some prompts for you to pray. And if you would like to pray out loud or if you would like to pray in silence, in your mind's eye, You're welcome to do either. I want to encourage you to pray thanks to God for God's steadfast love for you. I want you to pray thanks for the continual ways that God is moving and has moved in your life. I want you to pray thanks that you woke up with breath in your lungs. Pray thanks that you were able to come this morning. Pray thanks for your family. Pray thanks for your friends. Pray thanks for your home. Pray thanks for the miracles in your life. Pray for a miracle. Pray thank you for the difficult circumstances that you have going on. Ask God, plead with God to help you to be rooted in gratitude. Ask God, plead with God to provide you ways to serve because of your gratitude. God, may your prayers be heard by your people. May you answer them in the ways that only you answer. And God, help us to be people that live out 
who walk the walk, who understand that our gratitude is deeply rooted in you and your son, Jesus. And may your spirit work through us, show the world our gratitude and how we live and how we behave and how we speak and who we are with our neighbors and our families and friends. That we are a people who are so grateful for the life that you have called us to, regardless of what is going on in that moment in our life. God, we love you. Amen. Listen, we are loved. We are chosen. Choose gratitude and watch how your life will reorient itself. It's impossible not to. May God bless us and may we give God thanks in all circumstances. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to the Rochester Church of Christ Sermon Podcast. Our hope is that it was a blessing to you. If you would like someone to study with or pray with, do not hesitate to reach out to us through our website, rochestercoc.org. Remember, you are loved and you are chosen.